We've lined up the top stars from Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with the two colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's pleased to bring you our feature presentation. What's up, everybody? You're tuned in. It's Monday night. It's 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. It's December 5th, 2022, and this is the Drive-In Speaker Box. We're going to be talking about rooting this tooting this movies we done seen this side of this week. I'm your host, Bo, the boom operator. <laughs> yeah! And I'm Slick Doggy the Grip. I don't know why we're doing this. I don't either. It just kind of felt right. Okay. Uh, well, welcome to the show, guys. If this is your first time, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. you're welcome. Or they're like, wait a minute, these guys aren't rooting tuning at all. And they turn us off. This stuff's produced in New York City. New York City. New York City. City. <laughs> Get a rope. Um, anyway. Yeah, only Pace Picante up in this studio. <laughs> Which is like, how is that the credible salsa? Pace Picante sauce is bullshit. That's pretty um, good to snack on. I mean, guy. it is. It's just ketchup with peppers in it. Like, it's... I mean, That's what salsa is. I, but, but man, it's just like extra ketchup-y. Uh, but anyway... Which one? Are you getting the medium or mild? Well, or everywhere. Do do? I don't buy it at all. But every time you go somewhere, you get the medium or the mild. You never get that, like... Like a spicy picante, and it's never hot. Like the, the caliente mild is, is good. The milds the, or mediums, the good one to snack on. Mild has no a spice. The medium is the good. None one. of them have a spice. Chunky medium. That's the I correct mean, pasty. Chunky medium is. You could put that <laughs> uh, shit on macaroni and cheese. Like it is just so bland oh, in flavors. Oh, that's a good ass idea. And honestly, yes, it is. You're welcome, everyone. Yeah, I stumbled into Bo's bites right away. <laughs> but anyway, we talk about movies, and we're going to be talking about and movies snacks. and snacks uh, right here on the show. Uh, this week, went and saw Violent Night. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have not talked about it to each other yet. We went and saw two separate separate show times. We're going to be talking about it later in the show. Uh, shout outs already in the Twitch a conversation. Uh, Vince, Velvet, Santa, Furious Apology already jumping in and getting a uh, resub 16 month resub thanks for that one adam over there on youtube saying yo 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 what up dude and agreeing that none of them have the spice man it really depends on how white person your taste buds are i, I think you know like there's some people for sure that they're going to be like oh hot no 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 no, but, no. but those people those people are so wrong. They are so, so wrong. Yeah, but if you're just looking at something to snack on, that jar is going to empty in no time. Dude, there's never enough in those jars. Oh, it's, I mean, how? so when you're when you're dipping the chip, mm-hmm. like, do, do you, like, Tostitos scoop those things and you get, like, it's like a shovel, like a, a, like a corn shovel? Or are you one of those people that dips it and pulls it out so you got, like, the idea of it on the chip? What the hell is that? No, why would you get the chunky if you're not going to get the chunks? <laughs> I don't know, but I've seen it. That's I've, not how you eat salsa. I've seen it with There's my eyes. not one person that eats the water from the salsa on their chips and, and <laughs> thinks that's an okay move. I've seen it. I have seen it. With my own eyes. Uh, Adam says he's a Thai hot baby kind of guy. Well, they don't um, make 
Pace. Picante's awesome. Vince says, got a chat to get a shout out. Bots got to be coded better. Yeah, bots. with the Coming in with the Doritos emojis. Oh, Velvet Santa, yeah, an entire pallet of salsa fell at Sam's. I bet that smelled horrific. I wouldn't, oh I wouldn't want to look at it ever again either. No, it wouldn't. Uh, Fury says, I feel like Bo's Bites segment needs a how white section. Honestly, like there are so many white ass foods. Like I saw a funny sweater. Uh, do you guys follow Middle Class Fancy on Instagram? It's just a really, no. really hilarious Instagram feed. And it's all like in the Chili's font. And they're all making fun of like Na- uh, Rand and Nance. And they're going to Chili's. It's like all this kind of stuff. But uh, they, they they do clothes. And one of them just like said, I'll have the chicken tenders, please. And uh, I thought it was, it was pretty funny. Um Anyway, uh, salsa water and the camelback for long walks <laughs> so on Twitch. That's funny about Adam saying Thai hot. I think that's the last time I saw him was getting some spicy Thai food. Hey, you know what? We're here to talk about movies. Not- Let's do it. Let's talk about, we, we literally just discovered this while we were, you know, on Twitch, what we do, for those of you that are listening to the podcast, for those of you that are listening on Facebook and YouTube, we've kind of been doing this thing, because I'm up here anyway getting ready, and I just roll the cameras, and it's just like behind the scenes, a little dirty gack, we're just hanging out, talking, and we discovered in that little hanging out, talking segment, Kirstie Alley just died, she just literally just died, like just well, a moment the ago. New, the news hit. Well, yeah, I mean, she yeah. could have died an hour ago, two hours ago yesterday we don't know but that's a that's a total bummer i know cancer's a total bummer um 71 years old and like i think we both kind of took us by surprise like god 71 already well that's because i'll watch uh summer school or or look who's talking yeah or or star trek and it's like yeah you wouldn't you know i just or i just didn't even think of her being that age thought of her as immortal because I mean, Vulcans I, live a long time. What have man. she? What have you been doing lately, Kirsty? Other than battling cancer and losing? Um, wow, dude. Well, I mean, that happens. Uh, Chef Brooks, Chef Stephen Brooks, jumping in on Facebook. He says it's because we are getting old. Yes, yes, Chef. And actually, he and I, we 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 filmed a segment for um, a show that I do called Later with Jason Sewell, and he has got a new catering company in WA. Uh, old Chef Brooks himself going to be very soon dropping it big here on NWA. You can uh, you can get some of his killer food catered at your own event or uh, to his kit. You can go to his kitchen. You go where the man is. He can play drums and then he can make you the best rack of ribs or steak you'll ever have in your life. Uh, shout out tonight, Alex Lee over on Twitch. Late to the party. Good evening. No, to just you. on time, really. Uh, you know what, though? Um, before moving too far away from the uh, uh, celebrity passings of the week um, with with Kirstie Alley, there uh, this past week uh, we also lost Christine McVie from um, uh, Fleetwood Mac, which isn't really mm-hmm. movies, but their music Is perforates film and television. Um, there was also uh, Vince showed us this one, Neighbor Bob from Sesame Street. That dude was 90. Uh, and then a uh, relatively young actor here, uh, Brad William Hinkey, uh, passed away comer. at 56. Not really. Uh, he's been acting since the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. He was like an NFL dude, moved to acting. Um, but he was in everything. Uh, one of his more recognizable roles, he was the catcher in Space Jam that told Michael Jordan what pitches were coming in. Uh-huh. Yeah, but you've probably seen him in a ton of things because, man, he was in Nash Bridges. He was in ER, The Pretender. uh, He was in 
uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. He was in every TV show you could think of. Dina says, who's going to take care of Barkley now that Bob is gone? (laughs) Dina, always with the deep cuts. Uh, But yeah, so, I mean, not a good week for... um, for celebrity passings, I guess. Yep, not a good week at all. But uh, in other news, though, Willow dropped this week, apparently, and I, yeah. didn't, I didn't see it. Uh, we were just reminded of that. Going to be checking that out later you know this what? week. We, we, we talked about old uh, dude coming back in control of uh, Disney and his one thing. The other Bob. Yeah. Um, his whole thing is he wants to make streaming more profitable. But get some advertising budget out there besides uh star wars i guess uh let people know about things because the only time i ever see anything is star wars or mcu yeah uh but you know they're going ad supported on disney plus they're gonna have another option um you know i I, I, did crackle figure it out at the very beginning was crackle the ones like we know how this is gonna end it's gonna end with ads and crackle's just sony yeah, and they just started with it. <clears throat> um, not Alice says, was going to ask if anybody thinks my kids should watch the first Willow before watching the new. Haven't watched it. Your kids should watch the first Willow, period. Yes, but sit with them during the the pig scene because it's horrifying no, and it's you can't not. leave a child by themselves. It says the terrifying. dude that's like, I love scary movies. Bed knobs and broomsticks. Bed knobs and, and like, broomsticks is one of my favorite movies, dude. Not a scary movie, though. There's a skeletal army of ghosts or whatever that, that Angela Lansbury has to fight off while the kids are scared in the bed on the castle. You were one of those kids scared in the it's, bed. It's a horror genre movie, it bro. Is, okay. Okay. Okay, guy. Okay, okay scary also, guy. Don't hate on bed knobs and broomsticks. I'm not hating on it. I love that it's movie, but it's not scary. Movie. But I was using it as the most in, like innocuous, harmless thing ever to be like, yo, dude, I really I grew up on scary stuff like Goosebumps <laughs> and Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> Goosebumps books. The TV show didn't exist when I was a kid. But yeah, I watched Are You Afraid of the Dark, which sometimes was pretty scary, dude. Yeah. I read all the scary stories to uh, read in the dark or tell in the dark or whatever it was. I got those from the start. Yeah, Scholastic Book Club, baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't even. I don't even. As Vince said, my mom <laughs> read me goosebumps. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> one of the best quotes of this you, show bro. ever. Night Ashley said, "Yeah, watching it together. The yeah, the pig dogs used to be scary as well. That's what I'm saying. And when the people get transformed into pigs and they're just like." Wah, wah. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, like Val Kilmer like turns around and it's like Mad Hamigan. And he's like, and That's what I'm saying. It's horrible. It's awesome. <clears throat> it's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. You Del- love this movie. Download oh. the movie now. Hey, don't forget next week. I think uh, Monday and Tuesday or Tuesday and Wednesday. I th- Monday and Tuesday. It's on the worst days it could be. Monday and Tuesday, Conan in the theater, Fathom Fathom. Event. I'm going to try and watch it Tuesday instead of taking my between job tomorrow tuesday no no next next tuesday okay 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 i gotta set a um a a brain alert and a calendar alert because i gotta go see this yeah i got to go see this movie that's right the atlantean sword yeah if you ever saw the viking you will see this movie and realize it's just a remake of conan uh, but anyway, yes, that's going to be good. Um, other other news, uh, Cocaine Bear trailer yeah, dropped. Yeah, I've watched Saw that, that multiple times now. 
that was a whole thing. I think we did we talk about that in the Discord this oh, week. Oh yeah, it was a big conversation yeah. in the Discord. Uh, and and Vince was pointing out like how it's like a big reunion for a bunch of actors from some things too. It looks goofy as hell. It's just it's and it's Sharknado, Piranha 3D. It's like Ray Liotta and yeah. TikTok stars thrown into the same movie together. Velvet Santa says cocaine bear will bring this country together. I mean, it's one of those things that it has. Just, Bear sodomizing a man in the trailer. I don't think that it's going to. It might. I mean, look what Sharknado did. It became an Mm. institution, you know? And uh, I hate that film franchise, but people are... People like it. What's good guy is going to... He's going to love it, and he outnumbers us. So... um, Yeah, The Americans is the show that Vince pointed out. Lots of people from. Uh, but let's see what else came out. Um, news of Kevin Spacey returning to voice acting, which is kind of, uh, you know, big news depending on where you stand on that side of the debate. Like, of course, he's not going to be in acting, acting, but it's like, oh, I'll still get paid, but no one's going to know it's me. Um, and that's kind of weird. Um, what else is in the news? Uh, Did you have something? Yeah. Uh, James Mangold uh, is uh, out there letting everyone know how pissed off he is that uh, people are spinning theories about Indiana Jones 5 because uh, he feels like maybe it's going to hurt the movie. Um, not that Indiana Jones I think watching this is movie is going to hurt favors. this movie. Yeah, but he's like, oh, the rumors aren't true, okay? We're not replacing Indy because everyone's like, who's going to be the next Indy? Harrison Ford can't do it anymore. And his uh, answer to that was, oh, look, we de-aged him, okay? He could keep doing it if he really wanted to. We just have to CG him a whole He bunch. just needs to sign a waiver and right. it's done. So uh, James Mangold's out there just fighting his damage his fight being like it's not going to be Phoebe Waller-Bridge okay she's not going to be the next indie leave it alone you guys she's going to be Montana Jones yeah uh Hannah Montana Jones last night yeah. at the uh, Kennedy Center honors uh Sasha Baron Cohen brought Borat out of retirement very nice yeah to make a bunch of jokes at celebrities uh, like you too and the president and stuff like that however you will not be able to see it uh televised until the 28th uh and the uh the expectations is that it's probably going to be heavily edited and you won't get to see all of sasha baron cohen's jokes that make borat uh worth watching um and then uh talking about awards did you see this in the uh first ever uh children and family emmys that will air on the 11th that's this coming sunday everything needs an award lavar burton is being given a lifetime achievement award he needs a, an academy award so he's going a lifetime achievement not he, not a we just invented this award last week and you get the lifetime achievement yeah it. but he's going to be the first one to ever be <coughs> awarded that through this uh children and family emmys he already has 13 emmys three in naacp awards and a grammy and a peabody uh i didn't realize that lavar burton had that many LeVar Burton uh, awards is and accolades. a living god. Uh, LeVar Burton's a cool dude. Real nice guy. Uh, and it's being presented to him by Lawrence Fishburne, good buddy of LeVar Burton. And you know who's hosting the, the children and family Emmys? Dave Chappelle. Jack, no, that'd be funny. <laughs> Jack McBrayer. Because they're just okay. like, who's the most childlike adult in the world today? Let's do it. Yeah, and they're like, get me the Wreck-It Ralph dude. 
I, I think it's perfect. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Laverne so, Burton's always awesome. That sounds like it might actually be kind of fun. And it turns out you can watch the Emmys for free. Uh, there's like an Emmys website, and it's on 10 or 12 different streaming platforms. They've got to give it away for free because interest is so low. That's probably true. But uh, that's probably why they bring in a name like LeVar Burton. They're like, who is the best thing we can do? Who, who like? will break the internet for us Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if we bring him in? Who's beloved by everybody ever? Uh, get Jordy, uh, forget the episode where he goes to horny jail. <laughs> That's right. Horny jail Jordy. Yeah. Uh, poor Jordy. He's yeah. just an engineer. A In blind one. With a hologram. Mm-hmm. And then when she's the real lady on board, he's like, why aren't you like my hologram? I programmed to like me. And they're like, wait a minute. Say that again slowly. And he's like, whoa, whoa, never mind. Didn't, did not make a sex program out of you. Okay, hold on. Going back to the beginning of the show, Vince said he couldn't take it anymore. He looked it up, and I said with a disapproving face, I said, there's nothing about 90s music that's so good. Okay, well, that's, see, that's right in the middle. We were arguing. Jake said that all 90s music was trash. And I didn't uh, hate it. I didn't say that. This table almost got flipped. I said there's only one band that I haven't liked, but stepping away from that real quick. uh, Yeah, Velvet. Yeah, stepping nothing like my fan fiction. Stepping away from the part where you were super wrong about '90s music. Whatever. Yeah. 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 You know what? Talking about things from the past uh, that are upsetting. Did you see that they are rebooting Easy Rider? I did read that. Did you read That's about it? Be a comedy. Well, no. So they have yet to really start on it, but they have Why their be like idea. Road Hogs. Well, no. Uh, Remember that? Yeah, with Tim Allen and um, um, uh, uh, it was like Tracy Jordan in it or something, or Morgan Tracy. No, Morgan. Tracy Morgan wasn't in it. It was um, feels like he was. Uh, uh, John Travolta. Oh yeah, that makes it better. And uh, the dude from. Um, the Shoveler from Mystery Men. Why can't oh, I remember his uh, name? D- um, William H. Macy. Yeah, he's yeah. in it. And um, um, everyone else that's... I house Party. Could, uh, kid and Play. Big Mama's House. Did you no. see that they're remaking House yeah, Party? Yeah, I'll talk about it in a second because... Um, uh, uh, what, what, Martin I Lawrence. I don't know what you're going to do. Martin, I don't know. What yeah, he was in House Party 2. No, but he's... No, he was the DJ in the first one. I thought he was the DJ in the second no, one. No, he's the DJ in the first okay, one. Okay, yeah, you're right. Anyhow, he's, he's part of the biker gang. Because Doug E. And, Fresh was in the second one. Yeah, Ray Liotta's the bad guy and everything. Uh, Wild Hogs is what that's called. It's a good movie, man. I like Wild Hogs. Only because it's about motorcycles. has a really hot Tia Leone in it. Well, it's De Leone. Yeah. No, not De Leone. Uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, no, that's not her name. Uh, De Leone's cool. Yeah, she is. Uh, uh, no. Um, Do you need me to look it up? Yeah, I can't remember names. Uh, the the chick from My Cousin Vinny, bro. Oh, um, if you hadn't said it, she's she's Hot Aunt May now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, now I want to think about it because I, I, I know I know it. Uh, well, there, Vince. Yeah, Marissa Tomei. Thanks. Vince figured it out. There we go. Uh, so, probably anyhow, using the internet. The, the, the point of this is Easy Rider Reboot. Currently, they're looking for writers and directors to bring their vision to screen, but here's what it is Kodiak Pictures and Defiant Studios, right? They, uh, 
they want it to express the uh, modern subculture of youth, right? So the the article I was reading, how is yeah. youth a subculture and yeah, not a well, generation? Yeah, well, hold on a second. So I was reading this article on Collider, and they kind of put it kind of well. It said, uh, "Easy Rider introduced a new wake of film and filmmakers coming off the golden age of studio pictures." Right. So Easy Rider was like, "Well, we're gonna go. We're gonna do outside the studio, and we're gonna have." Uh, the writers and directors and they're going to actually be the stars in the movie and it's going to be like avant-garde type thing and we're going to have creators be involved in it more than what they are and it's going to be like low budget everything easy rider is a good movie right and the whole thing about it have you ever watched it yeah of course okay so the whole thing about it is like these these biker dudes are drug runners they have the drugs on their bikes and they're riding it across country but while they're doing that they're just they're out on the open road they meet weird characters and they and they come into contact with all of these people like in hippie communes and they just they they live the side of life that is free they're out on their motorcycles they're living for nobody but them they do have like a deadline and stuff they have to achieve which is driving them across the country but they're they're being leisurely about it and and they're they're finding these people that are living different ways of lives, but they also encounter people that are super crappy people, like the guys that spoiler kill them at the end, you know, uh, by like running them off the road and everything. Uh, but but it's the, not a happy movie. No, but the, but the point of it being uh, that it was an exploration of. Um, subculture at that time and in the in hippies and free love and bikers reefer mania and and everything that was going on then and you can't remake this movie you can't but instead so what they want to do is uh they the from what they they said is it's two dudes decide to go to Sturgis and have the time of their life. No, no, that would be a better movie <laughs> uh, because it would be about motorcycles still. So instead, the uh, the head of Kodiak Pictures, uh, Maurice Fadida, says he wants to give the youth of today a film that pays serious attention to uh, their countercultures and challenges. Right, and he wants young people's experiencing life may seem crazy to older generations, but might become the norm, just like Easy Rider type stuff, which the hippies never become the, the norm. norm. Uh, and he said the original movie played a role in that shift. We want to be a part of that change. So what what I'm imagining here, and what I wanted to put in the Discord uh, and talk about, is it's going to be Easy Rider, but it's going to be like uh, or E parenthesis generation in parenthesis z rider right and the e is going to be lowercase little electric e and they're going to be riding on e scooters or, or like e-bikes and they're going to be like going to just like uh like trans rights rallies and stuff like this and it's going to just be the weirdest film of all time exploring modern subculture or whatever and it's not you can't remake easy rider sounds so stupid yeah i mean it's gonna be like bros but they're gonna be on e-bikes they're going to some festival yeah and they're gonna be like festy kids yeah exactly bunch of wooks gonna go see wub wub music right oh god so they're gonna go to like yeah like um electronic music festival they're gonna be on their e-bikes they're gonna be like a super woke or something dumb. Uh, well, well D- Dina brings up a really good point on YouTube. 
says that he does, clearly doesn't understand that the impact of the movie was actually the death of hippie and that counterculture. And uh, like how the movie ends. Yes, uh, but you know, um, as as I was explaining to someone uh, before the show started. Which I, I think I don't know if I mentioned this. <laughs> I, I won the nog off uh, this this year at Maxine's Tap Room, um, and my strategy was to not do anything creative, uh, but to only pander to the the everyman. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna make nog for what's good, guy, and then we'll see if I won. And I won by a landslide. Oh, I know I told the story, but I wasn't sure if it was on. On the main main episode, uh, and one by a landslide. And um, what does that say? What does that say about art? The death of art. Yeah. Um, well, someone in the comments down there said Easy Rider being made for TikTok or, or something oh, like that. Yeah, yeah they're going to be TikTokers going to Coachella. Um, they're going to be like, you know, uh, kids that are unsure about who they are and what they like, and and they're going to be riding e-bikes. Yeah, maybe the end of that, someone will run them off the road. That would be the <clears> best <throat> possible thing yes. for that movie. Just like splat yeah. them. But mm-hmm. that would offend somebody. So yeah, Ben said it's hard for a title alone to make him angry. Good job. Is that about my E Gen Z writer title that I had? Or or is it like just the remake alone? Oof, oof, oof. And um, someone said something else about them towing the bikes behind the trucks as they go to Cracker Rails. I really doubt that they're going to appeal to the youth of today by having them be actual bikers. Um, it's just not going to happen. Uh, yeah. Um, no. Anyway, let's talk about what movies are coming out in theaters this weekend because uh, there ain't much, dude, because everybody's kind of giving Avatar a pretty wide berth here uh, to make sure that they don't get stepped on by the eight billion dollar blue foot of James Cameron that is coming down on them. Um, so yeah, really about the uh, it's, it, there's a couple of movies coming out. They're all kind of indie movies. The Whale is finally getting a little bit of a release. Everybody's talking about Brendan Fraser's performance as you know the huge fat guy in that movie. Oh, which when I, I was already set on watching Violent Night and I had invited my brother and everything, when I went to buy my ticket, I saw that we got that uh, Bones and All. Yes, I, we we yeah, have it here. I want to go see that. I have uh, so not had a chance yet. Anyone local uh, that wants to see that, we have it here right now. So if Bones you want to all. take advantage, Timothy of that. Chalamet mm-hmm. just munching on a guy. I'm pretty sure that's what that movie's about. Um, I saw it takes place in like an alternate timeline. Yeah, though. where they yeah. eat people. Mm-hmm. Um, Soylent Green. Uh, also coming out, spoiler alert, uh, if you've not seen this movie, it is a story of two, uh, Michael and Kit's relationship, these two guys taking a tragic turn when uh, one of them is diagnosed with terminal cancer, but it is starring uh, Mr. Bazinga himself, Jim Parsons, and uh, uh, counterparted with Ben Aldridge. So uh, I've heard heard that it's you know pretty good. It's it's the ho- celebrating the holidays with a movie that'll move you like no other. Says the poster. Also coming out this week, Empire of Light, which uh, is a drama about the power of human connection during very turbulent times, set in an English coastal town in the 1980s. Uh, this one's got a lot of olive branches on it, so you can kind of figure out what the tone of that is. But it's starring uh, Colin Firth, Olivia Coleman. 
Michael Ward, uh, Tom Brook, Toby Jones, and more. You can check out those olive branches. Were the Vince said Michael and Kit like Knight Rider? Were, were the were the characters' names? Was one of them Michael? And was Jim Parsons' character's name Michael? Oh, we're talking about um, yeah. It was it's it's Michael and Kit. Michael. Look, it yeah. was directed by too. Michael Showalter. Yeah. How about that? I love Michael Showalter. Well, of of, uh, of Wet Hot American Summer fame, but this looks a little more serious than what yeah, Michael Showalter's used Michael to. and Kit like Knight Rider. That's a good yeah. catch. Though. And uh, there's a new Hot Wheel out. It's a Hot Wheels Kit concept car. How is that even what? It's like a futuristic looking thing. It's like uh, if Kit was like a Lambo Kit car or something. It's it's kind of sick. Well, where is it? Did you bring it? It's in the van. Okay. Well, there's a new Hot Wheel, ladies and gentlemen, and the grip has it, and his slick dowgy fingers. <laughs> um, but anyway, those are the movies that are coming out this weekend. Probably not a lot of a lot of them are going to come near you unless you live in a uh, a larger regional market. Um, mainly because most of these are going to be on that not not limited release, but not qu- quite wide release. It's that expanded release territory that we talk about sometime on the show. I think it's what a lot of these are going to hit. Because, of course, next week is Avatar. And um, everybody's going to, everybody's kind of holding their breath, waiting to see if this is going to be the colossal juggernaut of financial, you know, uh, theater comeback that, that the first one was. But honestly, I'm 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 thinking Law of Diminishing Returns are going to say, I, I think this movie's, I think Avatar's going to make a lot of money. Vince is asking the predictions. I think it's going to make a lot of money. I think it's going to be a terrible movie. But I also think that that people, it's going to make a bunch of money just because people are going to go see it. But I don't think it's going to have the overwhelming global phenomenon power that the first one did. Unless, unless the uh, the Chinese people are just as still into giant blue furries as they were, you know, back in the day. For lessies. For lessies. Uh, Dina says that it needs to make at least $2 billion to break even. Is that just for this one or for all of them that they filmed in conjunction together? Because Avatar 3 was filmed at the same time as this one, right? 3 and 4? Mm-hmm. Well, at I don't think three. 4. I think it, I think 2 and 3. Yeah, and yeah, I think they're still working on 4. But good grief. But yeah, that's what's coming out in theaters this week. And now we're going to talk about a movie that is in theaters right now. Now you can go see it. You can check it out, and it is uh, cool because it is a holiday movie. It seems a little early for this movie to come out, if you ask me, because I don't think it's going to stay in theaters all the way through Christmas. It'd be stupid not to, but you know, depends on depends on um, Avatar, Black Panther, and Avatar. Because and then Puss in Boots, you know, Puss in Boots is coming out, and that's a that's a movie for the kids, and I. Don't think any other big movies come out this this month other than Avatar. Everybody's kind of freaking out about that one. Um, it's it's the ho- it's the holiday movie. But anyway, we saw Violent Night, mm. um, <clears throat> a two hour long, uh, action packed, uh, fun holiday fest. And, and I could watching this movie, I could totally hear the studio executive going into the office <clears throat> going hear me out hear me out we're gonna make die hard again but instead of uh john mcclain trapped in the building 
it's a disgruntled Santa Claus. And they're like, here's the budget. Go make it happen. Yeah. And Have you ever seen the Santa <clears throat> Claus? Well, yeah, of course. Have you ever seen uh, friggin' Die, Die Hard? Hard. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, have you ever seen The Ref yeah. and Home Alone? It's so it's it's like one they, part. It, it's the family from the ref that you you cannot stand and want to murder. It's uh, the the child from Home Alone. It is the Santa from the Santa Claus and the setup from Die Hard. Yeah, and it that that is this movie and it's amazing. Well, yeah. So before we move too far away from the board thing, it's like when James Cameron walked in and he wrote the word Terminator on the board and then the number two and everyone just said yes and that's really how Terminator 2 got made. That was his entire pitch. He put Terminator 2. Like he walked in, he wrote Die Hard, Santa Claus, plus sign. <laughs> right? And they're uh, like, done. No, but that's what it is. So it's a, it's a living trope of all Christmas movies um, put together. Like... And, if, and somehow done in a very tasteful way, I thought, despite being incredibly violent, uh, but a lot of fight choreo- uh, choreography from the same teams that brought us like John Wick and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so. uh, the people that did Nobody mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Bullet Train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it was it was expertly edited. It was it had great pacing despite being two hours long, which I thought was going to be a little bit long of a runtime. Um, I thought the script, like it, it was, the the thing that I thought was so fascinating about this movie was, yeah, you know, he gets a sharp candy cane and stabs a billion people in the eye with this thing, and it's like incredibly violent and hilariously violent in parts. But then it has every bit as much Christmas magic and heart and spirit as like Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Well, and and know? so the the violence is a build too, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not just Santa off the bat just going to town on people that are on his naughty list. He doesn't even want to be there. Yeah, he's he's like he's John McClane. Like you know, he doesn't want to be there. He's he's forced into a situation, and there's no one that can do it better. And so he has to deal with a terrible situation. Yeah, he he has to you know deliver the goods and the thing is you know i was kind of skeptical when i first saw this because the ads make it look like you know okay santa he's this somehow immortal jolly magical dude so yeah he's gonna come in and just beat ass right and that's gonna be kind of boring to watch for two hours but they they made him you know his magic powers are not exactly for violence you know and i thought that was kind of a fun way of of making the violence have some some sort of um, risk and reward, you know. There were consequences in this movie. He couldn't have just run in there and go, "I'm Santa, I'm bulletproof, and you're dead," because you're, you're a bad guy on the naughty list. And well, um, and and not to give a part of the movie away because it was kind of fun to see it. But uh, if you don't want to hear spoilers, three, two, one. He's a Viking, like a a Nordic warrior that has the inexplic- he got Santa Claus inexplicably somehow. been cursed with being Santa, and they don't say that, but that's exactly they, what they they allude show to the you. back to- story because which... he doesn't know why he's Santa or how it works or whatever. Uh, I mean, he might know why he's Santa, but he doesn't know how his magic works. It just does. He's just been doing it for uh, what do you say, eleven hundred years? Yeah, yeah. and uh, which I thought was really cool—a really cool way of tastefully acknowledging that a lot of our Christmas traditions predate Christianity. You know, and um, I thought that that was a cool. Uh, mm, that would be 
more than 2,000 years. Yeah, well, I'm just saying that they, they, they were saying, you know, they were saying that this is not all just Jesus stuff, you know, mm-hmm. Christmas and, and traditions, saying it without saying it. And I thought that that was kind of cool. Um, and giving him a little bit of a backstory and revealing why he's good at certain things in this film without it just being like, oh, well, Santa Claus is just a badass. Like, and, and they handled that really, really well. One thing that I noticed that I thought was really, really fun, and nobody in my group noticed until I pointed it out, but again, going back to the Die Hard references, because there was a lot of them, but it was the bad guy team from Die Hard 1 and the bad guy team from Die Hard 2. Yeah, the, the true... The, the, the snow guys. Well, yeah, and, we can't. Oh, that gives away parts of the movie. No, it doesn't. It does. Not really. But you're right. It is the, it is the Die Hard 1 and 2. Yeah. Put together. Put together. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was really, really, really well done. And, you know, John Leguizamo is is great, although the ending there I thought was a little, a little um, um, just stuttery. But David Harbour as Santa Claus, oh, oh, holy crap, did he run away with that. Well, and the way that they integrate his, like, ho-ho-hos and stuff like that to make him like Santa, it's not stupid. No, it's uh, not. The only thing that was really dumb in the entire movie is the opening. Like, uh the way when he sets off in the reindeer and everything oh yeah well because it was trying to set it up like bad santa yeah you know and that movie uh this is not that movie like i think this movie has more staying power as a holiday classic than bad santa because bad santa was like hey we're gonna talk about butt sex and a christmas movie and you're gonna get you're gonna get totally thrown off guard because we're gonna drop f-bombs in a christmas movie but this one this movie's uh, surprisingly wholesome it it is despite the rated r and despite all the violence the whole thing is about the little girl and santa claus and their relationship and believing in santa believing in each other Mm -hmm. and because you know the santa he's 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 very disgruntled at the fact that all kids want is just money and video games no one believes in in christmas anymore and he's like you know he's not having a good day he's like maybe this will be the last christmas you know i'm kind of i'm kind of fucking over this and he you know encounters this girl who believes so hard and then also needs him at the same time and that he's it, that girl's the only reason he turned around and saved the day cuz he was like i'm out of this i've machine guns sign me out i wish they would have explained why her cookies were the only one that were good too well Oh, they were all homemade. They got together and made them together. No, just um, the daughter made them. Because well, she's yeah. like, oh, I designed them myself. Yeah, I made so this one good. look like Sam. It's like, oh, yeah. so yum. But um, Velvet Santa said he made the mistake of seeing Bad Santa in the theater with my mom. Yeah, well, my mom loved that movie. But it's uh, this movie is such a Christmas movie. And I think that that's what really got me is you... And Beverly D'Angelo was a little awkward to look at um, yeah well it's been that way for a while but uh, but there but, were elements of christmas vacation talking about yes. beverly d'angelo in this like I- anything that's like a big christmas classic like there's there's parts of um uh, hook there's parts of home alone there's 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 parts more than enough parts of die hard um, Which, if you need any more inequivocal pr- or whatever a proof of Die Hard being a Christmas movie, the existence of this movie is proof that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. They even have like Die Hard and Home Alone stuff 
overlapped where it just makes the most sense. Well, one of the gifts he pulls out of the bag was like a DVD copy of Die Hard. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're like, yeah. No, I was home alone. No, it's Blu-ray Die Hard because I said, oh, I just bought that because I did just buy that. Because the girl watched Home Alone the night before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like, and like so, it's meta, and and the thing about it too is it's like it's 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 not so self-referential that it rubs it in and it ruins the movie. Where they're like, oh, if we point it out, no one can make fun of us for it. It just uh, integrates it the way that you're supposed to, the way that we talk about movies, where it's like instead of you know things like thrusting a character out there and be like, this is who you're supposed to like, and look at us because we're so woke and this is what we do. Our character has tits on her. <laughs> you guys like that kind of thing, right? It's mm-hmm. because we're appealing to a female audience. Instead of saying that, just uh, like create a hero uh, and let it happen. This movie does that kind of thing where it integrates things and it doesn't always point it out to you and it just lets it happen and it, it works much, much better that way. I mean, I would I would go, you know, I, I do like myself some good Christmas movies. And they don't all have to be like Gremlins and Die Hard. Granted, I do like those. But I would, I would comfortably say that David Harbour has made himself like a foothold as an iconic Santa, which we, we haven't seen a good iconic Santa since Tim maybe or Kurt Russell when he came in and was Christmas Chronicles Santa. And like that was the last new Santa since Tim I Allen. Yeah, I didn't watch um, that one, but his picture on the cover art. Of the oh, movie. dude, he's a great Santa. He's a f- fantastic Santa. And, you know, generally there's lots of movies and there's lots of Santas in movies, but only so often do you get one that's like, boom, yes. And David Harbour just took took this character that's been done a million times, made it his own, and made it unique. And I thought that was really, really cool. And hats off to uh, Tommy Ricola and his team uh, of creating a Christmas movie that is essentially a love letter to Christmas movies, but still being unique enough to stand on its own two feet. Um, and yeah, there was a couple parts like the the poop jokes and the vomit jokes that you're like, okay, whatever. But for the most part, this is a really good Christmas. Well, movie. but both of those occur at the beginning of the movie. And it's like, it's that like lure you in type thing, you know, it's for the, the people in the back that are like, man, I wanted a, a wooden pickle in the butt. <laughs> Golly. And, um, you know, they did have a pretty in the butt, a funny in the butt joke though that that was really cute with the little girl. Oh, yeah, you just made this so weird. I hope <laughs> spoiler alert. The thing in the, the butt with the little girl is really no, stop. cute. Stop! You have to stop. You have. Well, they to were stop. on the walkie talkies and they're saying, uh, "Take this coal and shove it." And then she finishes. She's like in their ass, and he's like, "Hey, no, 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 can't say That's that." That's what I'm saying. The movie's like surprisingly wholesome because it is still Santa and it is still and a like, nine year old girl. Butthole? And he goes, "No, let's not." <laughs> and it was really funny, um, but yeah, it is wholesome. But then uh, the dude gets his head electrocuted and lit on fire, and it his head melts oh, and it's, it's just he just keeps setting more and more on fire it's so fun yeah, it's, it's just real stupid it's pretty intense but um in a good way i mean i i would watch this again next year yeah like, i would make this like a yearly thing i would add this to the roster of christmas vacation it's a wonderful life um miracle on 34th street the santa claus uh, you know, like uh, movies that you watch on Christmas type yeah. of thing, and this is like you could you could 
you could make a timeline uh, uh, of what you watch instead of watching Christmas Story forever and ever and ever 24 hours and it's awful and I'm tired of it you could you could watch things that are progressively more um, mature audience yeah. yeah modern type thing yeah I, I mean I, I think it was really good and yeah David Harbour's as I, I liked him a lot better as Santa than I did as uh, uh, Stranger Things guy no uh, Hellboy oh help yeah agreed agreed uh, Vince says it's good to hear how much you guys liked it the trailer didn't wow me the trailer didn't wow me no, either and, and something about these uh, producers because the trailer for Nobody was probably the most interesting one and I was like oh, I'll watch it and then it ended up being a lot better uh, Bullet Train trailer looked it was laughable it was like well this movie is going to be trash and we went to it thinking it was going to be stupid and we were going to razz on it and it turned out we came here and we we're like, you guys, Bullet Train's so sick. Uh, someone in the comments said, Bullet Train's now on Netflix. You can watch it. And they liked it's it. A good it's, movie. it's a good movie. And this movie's the same. It's like you don't you don't get what the movie is from If you liked any trailer. of those Christmas movies we talked about, you'll like this movie. Yeah, if you like and, Christmas And movies. I get so sick of people saying that just because something's not for kids that it's not a Christmas movie, eat a dick. Like Christmas eat, Angels for Kids? Miracle Scrooged. On- or, or uh, it's a wonderful life is about a dude about to commit suicide. Like, he, do, he, well, he, he, he did he, commit suicide. Yeah, you know. And uh, oh, hey, movie out. Checking in late. What's up? But you know, not all Christmas movies have to be like. What is it? Uh, is it Mr. Destiny? I think is is sort of a Christmas movie, but not Scrooge. Scrooge is not for kids. It has tits in the first five minutes. Um, in the and if you most people don't remember that part, but it's just like full on frontal nudity in Scrooge, and it's and it's it's people are like, oh yeah, it's a great Christmas movie. Yeah, Gremlins is a Christmas Christmas. Movie. Yeah, Gremlins is totally a Christmas movie, and it's full of blood and goo. Um, and you know, but and people are like, no, isn't that a kids? No, it's not a kids movie. Gremlins is not a rated R movie, but it is still a horror movie, and it is very much a Christmas movie. Um, it is about a Christmas present gone wrong. And uh, this is about Santa delivering his presents gone wrong, which has happened in a thousand Christmas movies where it's like Santa gets kidnapped or Santa's sleigh breaks down or Santa loses his bag and some some scrappy kids have to help help Santa save that's, Christmas. That's like and, even Disney's The Santa Claus isn't really a kid's movie. It's a family movie. Santa dies in like the first few minutes. Uh, it's all about Scott Calvin and his wife that hates him and they're trying to uh, make the do fire as, of Christmas as co-parents. Right, and the whole time she just hates him and hates him and hates him until he finally uh, proves that he's Santa uh, and and delivers. And then she's like, "Well, now that you're famous, I guess I accept this." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's uh, plenty of movies like that. Like they're not kids' movies; they're family movies. And I think this one's probably. And did uh, I say to, this on a previous show? Because I know I've been thinking it a lot, but I get really mad when people think that family movies have to be aimed specifically at the kids, and then the parents just have to tolerate tall- it because that's what they started labeling those movies was family. No. no. Family movie should be for the whole family. Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie, too. Yes. Lethal Weapon's very... Almost everything Shane Black does is a Christmas movie. Like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and Lethal Weapon. Very, very Christmas movies. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang a Christmas movie? Yeah, it starts off at a Christmas party and takes place through most of Christmas. It all takes place in one day? Over the course of like a week in December. Oh, yeah. So not a Christmas movie. Just beginning. Around Christmas. Christmas. Um, Seven days of Christmas movie. Yeah, I mean, Advent. It's an, it's, it's an Advent. It's Advent. Velvet <laughs> <laughs> uh, says, Batman Returns is a Christmas movie, but not for kids. I mean, yeah, the first, most of that movie takes place at Christmas. That's true. You're right. 
Not Alex, says, nudity and cussing doesn't mean my kid can't watch it. If it's good overall, that's more important. I wouldn't take a kid to see Violent Night. Um, uh, I mean, it depends on how, how old many the video- kid is. And, and how, how many video games they play. Well, that's true. There's nothing worse in it than uh, what you're going to get on Call of Duty, you know? True. Yeah, a lot of blood, a lot of sh- blood up. Ham- and it's, it's all... Stylized. Too. Yeah, it's like uh, comedic gore. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no real brutal anything in the movie. I mean, there's like a lot of sledgehammers to the backs of heads and stuff. Yeah, and people still take a lot more abuse than what they really would. Right. It's like they have they have the physical stamina to take cartoon abuse like Home Alone, um, but then they eventually die. You know, because I mean, if you really thought about what would happen to the sticky bandits in Home Alone, they would have been very dead and uh, the brains would have been very all over Kevin's house. Uh, if, if those, I think there was a well, Mythbusters the, where they were like, let's see if a paint can would kill you. And well, they're like, this, yes, this it movie would. shows what, what would it be like if the home alone booby traps were real, which is, is a fun thing to see on screen. And the home alone scene in this movie, I guffawed uh, it, it like, it was so good. It was so good. And rarely do I laugh audibly out loud in a movie like that. So, um, I went with my brother and he's told me twice since we watched, he's like, dude, thanks for taking me that movie. It was a good time. So, I, I mean, I it did, was a good time. I did like it, uh, a lot more than what I thought I would. Uh, it was a good movie. So there we go. Uh, we have sang a lot of praise on violent night, so we're going to move on, but it is in theaters right now. You better watch it. You better watch it. You better. Okay. Yeah, well, that was low hanging fruit. Um, now we're going to move things over to the box office because that's what we do. Uh, before we do movie hour and ask how tall am I, I have been recorded at standing six foot six inches tall at my tallest. I think now I hover somewhere about six five. Posture. Yeah, I've, I've had some spinal cord compaction from some uh, unfortunate uh, accidents and incidents I've been involved in. I need to do yoga, but I hate it. Broga, maybe. Or what about like DDP yoga? Ooh, I could try that. Maybe he'll come visit me like he did another famous streamer. Or I say another famous streamer. A famous streamer uh, from our our local area here, Boogie. Oh, did Damodal's page come and visit Boogie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why did he come visit Boogie when he could have visited? Uh, we got a friend of ours. The, the Arlie's really big into DDP yoga. That's how he lost well, all his weight. But this, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I need to talk to him about that. Yeah, uh, he's really into it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, no, this was years ago. Um, i trying to think. How many years ago? Five, six, seven. Mm. This was like seven or eight years well, ago. Well, yeah. Talk to Arlie. He's on the DDP train. So, anyway, we're going to give you the top ten movies in America. We're going to give you the box five, office five. roundup because we give you domestic numbers only because that is what the uh, the money guys only look at. That's just how it works. So, uh, this past weekend... I believe it was December 2nd through the 4th, 2022. Turn things over to Jake. He's going to give you this roundup, starting with number 10. Take it away, dude. Yeah, number 10 coming in, holding on in its seventh week. Ticket to Paradise uh, brought in $850,000, only in 1,700 theaters, but that brought its domestic total up to $66.5 million. Uh, Not bad for a movie that no one heard of until the day it was coming out. Uh, And in its third week of release, uh, now in 2,700 theaters, we have it here locally now, uh, Bones and All brought in 
one just shy of 1.2 million dollars uh its domestic total is right at six million it's probably sure to grow as the movie comes out if it hangs in there uh i imagine there's probably some interest uh still generated around this movie i still t- see trailers for it so hopefully yeah. people will go watch i do want to see this one I, I, I might check it out this week if i've got time because i mean there's nothing really else that's in theaters it's like really calling my name yeah if, if we don't get uh the whale here mm-hmm. yeah um Coming in, number eight in its fourth week of release, uh, The Fablemans, uh, still not in very many theaters, only in 638 uh, theaters nationwide, but it brought in uh, one and a quarter million dollars. It was playing here at our Malco. What? Mm -hmm. Oh, I I never checked Malco because I got my AMC A-list. I only check uh, Malco if I can't find anything at AMC. Well, that's that's generally what I do is like I'll, I'll, I'll look for things like Fablemans or Bones and All and go and I'll check over or fathom events i'll look at malco well and right now at amc we have a uh, hindi movie and action hero uh it looks really good so we have some uh we have some stuff out there then where you can watch fablemans you can watch uh, uh um bones and all you can watch foreign films we got it all right now uh but yeah fablemans uh it's domestic total now at five and a half million uh and then number seven in its seventh week of release, Black Adam uh, brought in just over one and a half million. Um, it's only brought in 165 million at the box office. I'm sure WB is not super stoked about that. Probably not. Uh, I imagine that they like that it's doing better than what most people would predict for DC stuff. Um, it's probably killing it in merchandise for kids because those toys are still everywhere. Uh, but that box office is nowhere near what Marvel uh, typically does. And then uh, opening here at number six, I Heard the Bells. Um, it brought in $2 million. This was a Fathom event, too. Yeah. Uh, so Bible movie. Is, I guess it was out for a little bit longer, too, because it has 2.7 as its total. Um Maybe a Thursday opening? Maybe what it brought in this afternoon? There's a movie about Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, a uh, fellow who wrote Christmas Carol, and uh, pretty, pretty Jesus-y. Uh, so, Not yeah. like a Christmas Carol, like he just wrote a Christmas Carol. The Beloved Christmas Carol and its author is what the tagline says. Uh, Charles, Dick- Charles Dickens, Dickens wrote a Christmas Carol. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, and then in number five spot, second week of release, two point seven million dollars was brought in by Devotion. Uh, so its full total is now thirteen and three quarter million dollars. How about it? Uh, third week of release, number four, the menu you reviewed it on the show, and it just le- I think it just left some of our theaters here in Northwest Arkansas, even yeah. though it's still playing. I did not see it at uh, it, it. It only left four hundred theaters, and unfortunately, ours was some of them. Yeah, uh, love that movie. Loved brought it. in just under three and a half million this past weekend, uh, so its domestic total sitting at twenty four point six, and then. In its second week of release, another shame of Disney, Strange World, brought in $5 million, though. Made, but made some money. Its domestic total is only at $25 million, and Disney Animated uh, expects a lot more than that. over 130 on this one, so... What part of that was advertising? Yeah. Zero. Uh, they give it the John Carpenter treatment. Vince says menu versus Violent Night. Mm, gosh. Um... I would recommend Violent Night to more people than I would recommend the menu to, mainly because I think to enjoy the menu as much as I did, like working in the service industry really helps. But they are both 
very, very good movies. Well, I think and, the Christmas themes and, and action uh, genre are a bit more universal. Yeah. To, yeah. Agreed. Um, coming in at number two, opening at number two, Violent Night, brought in just under $13.5 million. Not bad. Not too bad. Um, Not too bad. I would expect more for it. I mean, being in 3,600 theaters, but... Yep. Doesn't look like too many people were going to the movies unless they were watching the number one movie, staying at number one for the fourth week in a row, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, $17.5 million. It's domestic total dwarfing Black Adam mm-hmm. at $393.6 million. Lots of people want to see Namor's little wings. They do. And they want him to have his own movie now. Everybody's really? talking about it. Being like, where's the Namor movie? Well, the unsuccessful characters on the page really translate to being big time at the box office. Uh, no one's ever cared about Black Panther. No one's ever cared about the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, no one has ever cared about Namor. Uh, they've had their little spurts of popularity where someone's like, yeah, this character's pretty cool. Or, hey, look at this. You know, I think the last time Black Panther got a big kick was uh, uh, re- re- some rejuvenation. And the time that anyone cared about it was in... Uh, Civil War or... or well, I think uh, it's an easier... Secret Invasion, that's what it was. Yeah, it's an easier palette to work with for a studio is like something that doesn't already have a monstrous fan base. Yeah, like Marvel gives a shit, though. Because they're like, heard you like Captain America. What if he's nothing like Captain America? Heard you guys like Spider-Man. What if we took a shit on Spider-Man? Hey, found out you boys are into the Hulk. What if Planet Hulk never, <laughs> never happened? Never happened. And yeah. he was an idiot that liked tacos. Yeah, it turns out Hawkeye, most badass character in the world, everyone loves him, die, like a diehard fan base since he was introduced. What if he's just plain as hell? What if he's Jeremy Renner? <laughs> yeah. Hey, heard you guys like Black Widow. What if we just make her Scarlett Johansson? Period. The end. That's it. There's, and we're done. There's nothing cool Moving about on. It. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, remember when we gave you Robert Downey Jr. because Wizard Magazine told us to, and you guys really liked it? What if we just didn't do any of the rest of that, and we made his movies suck? And everyone's like, Marvel, you're the best. You're killing it. Here's more money. Yeah, and everyone's at San Diego Comic-Con just like tweaking their ding-dongs so hard at friggin' MCU. And they're like, I can't believe it, MCU did it again. I can. They did the same shit. Again, Black Adam was a lot better than most MCU movies, but they did my boy Hawkman wrong. That's because Hawkman's stupid. Hawkman's rad. Maybe so. Well, all right, guys. Well, that is our show. Kept it in right at an hour this week. That's pretty amazing for us. Uh, Channing Tatum's supposed to be Gambit. Question coming in off Twitch. If you do a Cajun accent, go for it. Hey man, who was who was uh, Gambit in the um, Wolverine thing? It was the guy John, that kills John, all the movies. It was John Carter from Mars? Bro. Yeah, what's his name? I forget his name because he he was deemed a movie killer there for a while. It's like if he was in a movie, then it was not going to do well. Um, uh, him, the, the Avatar guy too, Sam Sam Stinky Dick. Um, <laughs> yeah, that one. What's uh what's the what's the dude's name? Uh, Tyler Kitch was John Taylor Carter. Taylor Kitch. Ta- Taylor Kitch. Ta- yeah. yeah. Ta- Taylor Kitch was John Carter, but I I, I can't think of the uh, the uh, 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 I keep wanting to say Rockwell, but it's not because I love him. Anyway, yeah, those people. Sam Rockwell was in a Marvel movie. He was <clears throat> uh, the bad guy from um, Iron Man two, three, Iron Man two, Iron Man 
too. Sam Rockwell is just good all the time. Worthington. Yeah, same yeah, Worthington. Worthington. So bad we forget their names. But anyway, all right, guys, we're going to get out of here. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever it is you get your podcast. You can follow along Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube Live where we do this live. Talk to us on the Discord. Every Monday night, Central Standard Time, 8 o'clock. Uh, or you can download just the audio version of this wherever it is you download your podcast. And if you want to keep up with the conversation all week long with some of the other people here in the chat, you can join us on our Discord, which the link is right there uh, in the comments and also stapled onto our um, pages on our Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. So, as always, I'm Bo, the Boom Operator. I'm Slick Doggy the Grip. And we will see you guys uh, next week, y'all. As you leave the theater, folks, please be careful. Don't let this happen to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose, please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you.